Good evening tonight, and as always, I uh, pray that you've had a wonderful weekend. I pray that you um, that you were able to worship with your church family yesterday, wherever that is at, and uh, I pray that today, as you have either spent time at home or at work, that um, that you've had a blessed day, and. Uh, uh, we had a wonderful day yesterday at church, and uh, always do, um, but uh, had a good weekend, and so uh, I'm thankful that you're here tonight watching, or whether you're watching tomorrow or whenever this might be, uh, thank you for taking the time to watch. Um, as we finished last week, we were going through the book of Judges, and we were talking about how the nation of Israel wouldn't do what God told them to do. So he says, all right, the consequences are yours to own. But it finished up in verse 14 that even though they had disobeyed God and God allowed them to be defeated, uh, he raised up judges to correct them and to lead them. You see, God never abandoned them. And tonight I want to talk to you about the long-suffering or patience of God. You see, sometimes we hear this narrative that God is an angry and vindictive God who just sits in heaven waiting for you to make a mistake. And the first time that you fail or sin or struggle, that He, that he is no longer pleased with you or that He has given up on you or that He is waiting to smite you, as the old Baptist preachers used to say. But the Bible gives us an entirely different picture of who God is. Yes, God is a God of judgment. God is a God of correction. But what we read here in the book of Judges is this idea that the nation of Israel failed God. He made a way for them to come back. They failed God. He made a way for them to come back. And so starting in verse 17, let's start in verse 16 just for the context. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. God raised up people to help them and to protect them. But listen to what verse 17. And yet they did not listen to their judges, for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them. They turned aside quickly from the way in which their fathers had walked in obeying the truth and commandments of the Lord. And it goes on and says, And then... The Lord raised up judges for them. The Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hands of the enemy. But in verse 19, But it came when the judge died that they would turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers. So he gives this narrative that God would raise up a godly leader for them to follow, and they would follow him. But as soon as that leader would die, that person that they were following they would go right back to the wickedness that they were in. And then when they would get in that wickedness and sin and judgment, then they'd cry out, God, help us. And God would raise up someone else to help them. And this pattern went on and on and on. And God was patient and loving and kind. And he always was gracious to them. But listen to what it says in verse 20. But the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And he said, Because this nation has transgressed my covenant, with I have commanded their father, and has not listened to their voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations 
which Joshua had not been able to. And so God says, I have loved you and loved you and loved you and loved you and given you chance after chance after chance. You got in a mess, I delivered you. You got in a bad situation, I made a way out. I have forgiven you and loved you and been kind to you. And that's not the depiction of the God that we hear in most people's description. God is angry, God is cruel, God is mean. But what we see here is that really God is long-suffering. And tonight, I don't know if you are at a healthy place in your relationship with the Lord. I don't know if tonight you've stumbled across this devotion by pure accident. I don't know if you watch it every single night. But I want you to hear this tonight, that God is willing to forgive you and I. He is willing to extend opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. But there will come a day when those opportunities will no longer be given. Nowhere in the Bible does it teach that after someone dies, they get a second chance. There is no such thing as reincarnation. There is no such thing as a person dying and becoming an angel and coming back again. There is no teaching in the Bible that teaches you go to an intermediate place and, and if you're good enough there, you can move out of that into heaven. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that when you take your last breath, all of the patience and love and opportunity that God showed to you and I, it stops if we don't know Him. The rich man said from Hades, Lord, warn my brothers so they don't come here. The, the New Testament teaches us that it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. But I want to give you hope tonight that if you are still breathing and watching this tonight, God is willing to give you another chance. He is willing to give you another opportunity. He has given you another opportunity to start anew, to make things right, to find forgiveness, to find hope, to find love, to find a purpose, just like he did the nation of Israel. You say, Jake, I've just messed up so many things. I've failed as a father. I've failed as a mother. I've failed as a husband. I've failed as a wife. I've failed as a church member. I've failed as a friend. And what God says is, those things have happened, but I'll give you another chance. Just like the nation of Israel in the book of Judges, they would fall into sin and discouragement and God would raise up a judge to lead them. That judge would die. The people would run from God. They'd cry out to God, but he gave them another opportunity. And we find the same teaching in the New Testament. One of my favorite verses, if not the top two or three verses in the entire New Testament, comes from 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. And it says these words. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. If you grew up with the King James Bible like I did, it says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some count slackness but is long suffering toward us 
not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. You see, until God takes you from this world, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to find forgiveness with God. You have an opportunity to find forgiveness with other people. You have an opportunity to start afresh every moment. You just got to come to Him. Call upon His name. Did you hear what that verse said? God is not slow or slack. What people had been told was God's not coming back again. You all have missed it. And what Peter says is, that's not the case. God is just patient. God is giving more and more and more people an opportunity to find forgiveness, to find hope, to find a new purpose, a new life through Jesus Christ. And tonight it says that He is not willing that any should perish. There will be billions of people in hell someday, but it's not because God wanted them to go there. That's what it says. Not willing or not wishing for any to perish. God has offered you and me a free gift to find forgiveness through Jesus Christ. It's yours if you'll take it. It's yours if you'll accept it. God won't force you, but God's desire and God's heart is for you to be saved tonight, for you to find forgiveness, for you to lay down that guilt and shame that you've been carrying, that, that feeling of failure and discouragement, and know that He's given you another shot, another opportunity. But it's only through Jesus tonight. You can't put your hope and faith in a pastor. You can't put your hope and faith in the church. You can't put your hope and faith in the government. It's Jesus. And so tonight, if you find yourself in a bind, you find yourself in the middle of sin and discouragement, God's made a way for you to come back to Him. And His name is Jesus Christ. Just like the judges of the Old Testament, God would raise them up and God would work. The people would fall away and God would give them another opportunity. Tonight, if you're listening to my voice, God has given you another opportunity. You don't have to go to bed lost. You don't have to go to bed discouraged. You don't have to go to bed hopeless. You can come to Jesus. And tonight, He can make you brand new through salvation. Or He can change the situation that you're in, Christian. And so as always, I just want you to know that I love you. I'm praying for you. And I just pray that God would be with you. Uh, whatever these days ahead hold. And that you remember always, no matter how far you fall, no matter how long you wander for, God says, come home. And uh, He's got a place at the table for you. And He's got a purpose for your life. And so may God richly bless you. And if the rapture doesn't happen, as I always say, and the Lord is willing, we'll see you tomorrow night.